the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, indeed. Back in studio, live here in local Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at your Servicio. We'll be running live from 4 to 7 p.m. right here on Sunday, June 5th, 2022. So honored to have you uh, have your ears nearby as once again, yeah, we survey the Biden America landscape and we do find it wanting Oh, do we ever. There's a lot of rough stuff we have to be covering tonight. We will cover it all. And I'm fresh out of spending a little time down at the Western Conservative Summit. Down there, I had a chance to get up on the stage even and do an introduction of the great Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. And I do say I thought... uh, Lieutenant Colonel West gave a really, really wonderful speech, but I don't know if it quite matched the introduction. I mean, I thought that introduction was so phenomenal. It was it was so flawless that uh, I may, I think I was kind of a hard act to follow, if you just want my frank uh, and humble opinion about that. But what a crowd down there at the Gaylord, the first time at the Gaylord this year, and, you know, out by the airport, that uh, monstrous structure kind of out in the middle of the flatlands and really liked it. I liked the facilities. Um, I just, you know, big thumbs up from me. But the the people there were the coolest people there. And I shook a lot of hands and got a chance to say a lot of hellos to people. Some even, you know, folks that even tune in to Backbone Radio on Sunday evenings. And what a treat that has been. We get together once a year at Jeff Hunt, who organizes such a great event. And, oh, my, I can't even tell you how much goes in to organizing these events. And, of course, I had a chance to say a little hello to George Brockler, who was uh, broadcasting live. Uh, I guess that was, you know, Friday morning. And he was talking to everybody. And, uh, you know, we had a little chance. They asked if I could sit and chat for a minute with them on air. But, you know, I practiced dentistry, and I already had... In my little time, I had three patient phone calls, so I, I, I had to head right back into my professional environment, uh, my, my real duties. But anyway, wonderful time and a lot of good conversations, a lot of good networking, and a lot of looking forward to the future of this country, a republic we need to save. And I think one of the things that has just been going in the back of my mind, you start wondering, hmm. Why all are these things happening? So there's so many negative things happening. They just don't seem to make sense. Like, they seem so willful and so deliberate. The stuff the Biden administration, the ruling class is is doing. I mean, look at the gas prices. Look at our inflation. Look at the war in Ukraine that nobody wants. And the baby formula shortage. Go down the list of everything. And you start wondering, um, why is this? I mean, you you feel kind of confusion. I mean, there's, you know, Leah Thomas, the biological male, wins the 
women's Ivy League swimming championships. And you can you could, you know, draft these long lists of the crazy, confusing things that are happening right now. And I think once you start realizing that your government in charge right now sees you as the enemy, sees you as the problem, sees the people of the United States of America as the chief obstacle to be overcome by the people in charge, does that not start to make sense? Does that not start to dispel some confusion? You start to realize, okay, hmm, that's what's going on. That's the dynamics. That's what we're up against. It's not like we're going to sit around and watch for the next outrage or the next complete insult to just normal American heartland kind of people and sit around being like surprised by it. I don't think so. I think we should just expect more and more and more of it until the people in power are finally and ultimately defeated. That's what has to be happening. All right? And I've got an awful lot of detail and an awful lot of different angles with which to view that. And I don't know if you saw, you know, they're talking about the Second Amendment in Congress. And you see that representative, David Cicilline, says, don't give me any of your B." S, he said the longer version of the word BS, about constitutional rights. Don't give me any of that BS about the Constitution. I've got that clip. You know, we'll bring it out later. But uh, that's how they view it. They, they view the Constitution itself as BS. And they view the American masses, the people, as just nothing but a, a virus. And, you know, they're a plague in their own right. And they're, they're obstacles to be overcome. They're a nuisance. Wouldn't you say that that's pretty much how the media has been operating and how the left has been operating and even how some of the rhinos have been operating going back however many years? I don't know. Does that dispel any confusion for anybody? Does anybody agree or disagree with that? Of course, our phone numbers, and I'll be unfurling this thesis as the hours go by here, 303-696-1971. Let's be covering all of that. Bill Gates is at it again saying, well, we need to, we need to be pushing uh, synthetic meat on the masses. He's, he's back at that again. And he says, you know, until we can make cows um, sort of, uh, you know, without a carbon footprint, uh, we're going to have to make synthetic meat in the future. And I don't know many people signing up for that. I mean, I personally am like, no, not going to go there on the synthetic chicken, the synthetic beef. None of that stuff. The rubber chicken, the vulcanized beef. No, I don't think we're going to be going there, folks, living in the pod, watching your propaganda with your subscriptions that you probably still have to pay the propagandist a little for the pleasure of getting their propaganda as you sit in your pod and eat your bugs, your synthetic meat and whatever else. Everything, digital currency, The digital future, the global surveillance state, everything is recorded. Everything can and will be used against you. Your file kept out in that Utah desert somewhere. You know, that big facility they've built out there. Some of this stuff I do find to be rather concerning when you think about the power that technology is going to be exerting in the human future. The power that will be bestowed upon the people that have access to all the data and all the information that is recorded electronically and recorded digitally, that gets into the hands of a very, very, very few people. 
and will be used against them. Anyway, these are just the thoughts I'm having. And, of course, the Durham special counsel brought his case against Clinton attorney Perkins, Coey attorney Sussman before a D.C. jury. And, of course, the jury said, well, yeah, that's just not a big deal. He might have lied, but we're not going to convict this guy of of this trivial stuff. Oh, got to like that. A D.C. jury protects one of their own. And, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Durham got a lot proved and he brought a lot home. But, of course, without getting the conviction against Sussman, who obviously lied to the FBI. That's just all so dialed in. It kind of tells you where we are in America with the rule of law and the two-tiered system of justice. You know, uh, Sussman lying to the FBI, that's the same thing that General Flynn was accused of. And what happened to General Flynn? Hmm. Yeah, and uh, what happened to Sussman? Just off, he's probably out eating, you know, drinking champagne, eating in the five-star restaurants in the Beltway like usual. Second Amendment will come up. Oh, yeah, get ready, Congress. Uh, Senate's going to be working on some gun legislation. They're going to be literally coming after your guns. You feel excited about that? Is that something you are interested in? That's one thing the global elites really do not like and makes them uncomfortable is that the American population is armed and armed to the teeth. And that that makes the rulers nervous. They want to find a way around this. They want to find a way to overcome that, and it's going to have to be a piecemeal process for them, but they've pretty well beaten the NRA to a pulp and its waning influence, all the lawsuits there. So we'll talk to a get ready for a big push on that. And uh, Liz Cheney, her support is collapsing up in Wyoming. <laughs> Trump came out and gave the rally there a week or two ago, and but did you know that Democrats can vote open primary in Wyoming? I mean, how's that going to play? I'll, I'll have some thoughts there. As yeah, the mainstream media is kind of giving up on Biden, by the way. They're realizing that Biden's making them look bad. They who installed Biden. Hey, hang on. Be right back. Coming in with a highway tune from Greta Van Fleet, Backbone Radio. Yeah, getting it rocking through the evening, afternoon. The sun's still up pretty high. We can't be too far from our solstice. What was that going to be about? June 20th, somewhere in there. Longest day of the year coming on up. My wife actually just went to Iceland. They do a sibling trip every once in a while. And it was only dark two hours a day in Iceland last week. Heading up north, back to, back to the family roots, right? Way up high up there. And how did dad do, you asked, taking care of uh, four children here at home? Solo dad, super dad. Well, I'll tell you, uh, the kids did not eat the same way. They did not eat the same kind of foods, that's for sure. (laughs) But everybody, everybody did well. They sure missed their mom. But I think dad did a pretty creditable job. Dad, uh, Dad impressed himself with how well everything went, and I had to manage Swim meets and swim practices and, let's see, three, four soccer tournaments and, yeah. So uh, that was that was busy. And, it, it you know, it takes a lot of planning. There I am sitting there at night after I finally get everybody tucked in and I'm mapping out the precise details for the next day's activity. Throwing them in the minivan and trucking them all over town. 
And yeah, fun was had by all. <laughs> I have a lot of vignettes I could go into about that. Uh, you know, we'll see if we have time for it. But Peter Navarro was arrested, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be getting into this here momentarily. Peter Navarro, who was Trump's, one of Trump's ace advisors. And Peter Navarro, who we interviewed here on Backbone Radio, we have had a great conversation with Peter Navarro about his book that came out some months ago called In Trump Time. Navarro is one of our icons, one of the great heroes who has the exact right policy positions about China, the American economy, and how to revitalize it, how to save it. And ah, Biden, Merrick Garland, they sick the FBI on the political opposition. They're going, they, they put um, Peter Navarro in ankle chains. Can you believe that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into this. This one has my clams severely steamed to see this is happening in the United States of America, folks. This is the USA and uh, Team Biden, the FBI, they're arresting their political opponents. Yeah. You feel a little uh, third world is kind of how they do things in Venezuela. Yeah. Well, let's let's start saying hello on the phone lines and let's go in order. Let me reach across here and Say hello to the great artists. Artists, welcome to Backbone Radio. How have you been? Well, I've been fine running up and down the hallways at the Western Conservative. You made it. I remember talking to you there at a few summits back, and we had a great um, visit. I missed you this year somehow. Well, because I... Every time there was, you know, one of the spin-outs that you go to, it was always down the end of the last hall you could possibly get to in that place. You got and your so steps you remember, in. I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I don't measure that. I, I don't even want to know. But um, I was telling <laughs> Kelly yesterday at the end of the time there, all I could think of was that old song, sign, sign, everywhere, signs, funking up the scenery, breaking my mind. Well, yeah. at the Western, it was line, line, everywhere, a line. A <laughs> lot of people. See? We're watching oh, yeah. our country die on us, and we're getting out and um, figuring out what has to happen to save it, right? Well, and the, uh, on Friday in the afternoon, I guess one of the speakers wanted everybody wanted, so that they made sure that, and there was one guy I talked to that said he had to go back to his car because he had his concealed carry with him. Yeah. But um, I thought, you know, we went through more verification than the people coming over the border. We were just going from America to America. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess that that's how you run the events these days, and that's that's part oh. of the deal. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so fun. Did you did you get a chance to hear um, what's her name Gabbard? Um, Kelsey? Tulsi Gabbard. I did not hear yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. How was she? I'm dying to hear. Was she amazing? She is, why is she a Democrat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she spent her whole talk there. What is it? Twenty minutes or so that they give them, and complaining about how things were going. And it's like, so there's a D behind your name. Why? Right. She comes down Democrat on some fundamental issues, but she's kind of a woman without a country. Um, The Democratic Party, if it was sane, if it were sane, it would agree with Tulsi Gabbard on the Iraq war and on the Ukraine war and go down this. I play a lot of her 
uh, quotes that she issues to the media around here, and I think very highly of her. Would I vote for her, you know, for office if, uh, you know, if, if there was a solid America first Republican on the ticket? Of course not. But boy, she is she's a great addition to the discourse oh, yeah. in America. Glad she was and, at the Gaylord. Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand how she wants to be a Democrat. She's a parent. I mean, she seems against pretty much everything that's going on today, and they're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just it's very weird. Maybe at some but point uh, she great. will transition, you know, so to speak. Well, yeah. and then I I was mentioning that to some of the other um, people around there and they said, well, she would never get elected as a Democrat in Hawaii because there are no or as a Republican in Hawaii right. because there aren't Republicans. Right. And it's like we're just weird. But the whole thing, like I said, it was just so nice to be around like-minded people for a change. Yes. Isn't that you breathe like the air, breathe the oh. air of speaking with people that actually care about freedom and liberty, the future of the country. And they they know exactly what's going on with Joe Biden and the massacre he's visiting upon this country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that I, is alone I, I was... worth the price of admission. And by the oh, way, yeah. you know, I've heard some people uh, that, that they got their uh, their complimentary tickets to the event calling into Backbone Radio uh, two weeks ago now. And so uh, well, honored to have, to have helped out uh, with a few worthy, freedom-loving individuals. <laughs> well, and it was fun because at the end, Jesse, because, you know, Biff Gore's band played at theirs. I didn't go to the VIP dinner. That was almost the price of the whole two days. So I was like, yeah, I'll just grab something. Um, but then Biff... They had oh, who's a country western singer? Larry Gatlin. Sang a few songs. Yeah. Yeah, Gatlin. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's only see? It's, except he looks old, which makes me feel old. <laughs> oh, not you, artist. Not not you. Not <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> None of us in present company. No listener. We're we're only going the other way. Younger, better, stronger. Yeah. But artist, let me just say, yeah. I am so glad that you attended. And, uh, you know, you've been a regular there for many years. And so thanks for sharing your updates. And I think we have a few other folks that might share a Okey bit doke. of their thoughts as well. But, artists, thank you for being here with us as ever. Stay close. And um, if I'm, I'm working our new fancy new system here. Uh, let me see if I can say hello to Steve. And, Steve, we may not have as much time. We might hang on through a break if we need to. But, Steve, Westminster, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Dr. Dunn. Um, hey, just want to wish you happy uh, gay uh, sodomy uh, month. And uh, the fact that uh, we accept abortion where we had over 70 million children butchered in the womb and now accepting the gay lifestyle. And now we have transgenders where they're being our children as young as kindergartner being taught that sodomy is OK. And they're being groomed by the Democrats so they can be sexually abused by pedophiles. So this is where we're going, and we got to stop it. Well, that, uh, you know, it seems to me that the, the left, the Democrats are desperate. They're, they're flailing on the economy and everything else, and so they're trying to angle to have the 22 election be about abortion and, uh, and be about guns as well. I mean, they're going to be coming for the guns. They think that they can, like, stabilize their base on gun issues and abortion issues. Hence, their leaking of the draft for the Alito opinion from the Supreme Court. And to me, it's a big, uh, shall we call it a flag of desperation from the left as they roll into a 2022 that looks like shellacking territory, according to Chuck Todd at NBC News. But 
to be continued on this. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. Welcome back. Backbone Radio, little bumper music from Sigrid and Griff. I believe Griff is British and Sigrid is Norwegian. And I kind of like their pop music. Kind of gives me in that summer vibe, hanging out at the pool. I was emceeing and DJing a swim meet the other morning. And can you even imagine how good the music would have been at that event with your humble host done doing the microphone, doing the music? I, I bet I bet you couldn't even fathom the sheer awesomeness of the music. I bet Jimmy Singenberger couldn't fathom it. I bet I bet he he just he wouldn't even know how to handle <laughs> the goodness of these events at any rate. I, I don't know why I'm so tongue in cheek today. I better I better keep on doing that, huh? Anyway, but serious no, Peter Navarro. Golly, Peter Navarro, again, one of the great ones. Former senior trade and economic advisor to President Trump, staunch critic of U.S. policy towards China. I mean, this guy has written books about China, and his, his most recent book is called In Trump Time. And, yeah, we, we had a great chat, and I got to know Peter Navarro a little bit with a few conversations in recent months. And for years I've been playing his audio around here. When he goes on Fox News, when he goes on the media, and during the Trump administration, he was always so on point. Just so flat out brilliant. And of course, that's the ones they try to arrest and they try to put the Stasi on, the FBI, the secret police we have in this country. But just so you get the details here, that uh, Peter Navarro, this is from Sundance, the conservative treehouse, was the former senior trade and economic advisor to President Trump. The January 6th commission demanded all his documented communication with President Trump. And anything that might be related to the authorities of the J6 committee. Navarro did not comply with the Democrat subpoena from the committee. So, Attorney General Merrick Garland, Biden's corrupt Attorney General Garland, acting on the authority of Joe Biden, instructed the FBI to arrest Navarro and bring him to federal incarceration. And you want to put this in a little bit more clear terms here. Joe Biden is arresting his political opposition for failing to reveal the confidential and privileged communication with the former president. My gosh, Democrats are using the FBI as the federal police agency to arrest their political opposition. This is happening right now. This is happening in the United States of America. And it is... uh, it is a sight to behold as we, uh, as we continue to exist on in this country in a police state environment. And um, somewhere over here, oh, here's this. Roger Kimball has a great essay on it. But essentially, Navarro got arrested, held in contempt of Congress because he wouldn't hand over privileged documents to this kangaroo court, the Democrat, the Liz Cheney, January 6th Inquisition. And just keep this in mind that Eric Holder, who was Barack Obama's self-declared wingman and attorney general, yes, was also held in contempt of Congress for refusing to hand over documents. And what did they do with Eric Holder? Nothing. He was out eating dinner at five-star restaurants all the way along through that whole deal. CNN was quick to report after 
Holder was declared in contempt of Congress. Quote from CNN back in the day, the White House and the Justice Department made clear what had been expected all along. Attorney General Eric Holder will not face criminal prosecution under the contempt of Congress citation passed by the United States House. And so let's just hear uh, let's hear what Peter Navarro did have to say about his arrest, his incarceration. Instead of coming to my door where I live, which, by the way, is right next to the FBI, instead of calling me and say, hey, we need you down at court. We've got a warrant for you. I would have gladly come. What did they do? They intercepted me getting on the plane. And then they put me in handcuffs. They bring me here. They put me in leg irons. They stick me in a cell. By the way, just historical note, I was in John Hinckley's cell. They seemed to think that that was like an important historical note. Okay? That's punitive. That, that What they did to me today violated the Constitution. Absolutely. Absolutely punitive, violating the Constitution, showing their Stasi colors once again. Remember the pre-dawn early morning raids of Roger Stone and Paul Manafort in the Trump era? Remember how all that worked? Remember that? And did uh, does it ever go the other way? No. Some people say, well, oh, when Republicans take the majority of, of, the, of the Congress, they're going to they're gonna fight back just like this. No, they won't. The current crop of Republicans will never do things like this which might be why we need a whole new crop of Republicans in there, frankly. But you get they wanted the symbol of Navarro in handcuffs and leg irons, and they're threatening him with two years in prison and a $200,000 fine. I guess we'll see how this plays, but it is absolutely outrageous, folks. And it brought to mind to me that recent quote, that recent gaffe from George W. Bush, when he was like saying how much better America is than Russia and um, talked about how some madman started to in- decided to enter the war, the unjust war and brutal war of aggression in Iraq. He said Iraq instead of Ukraine. He meant to say Ukraine. But listen to how he describes Russia here and tell me if you think that uh, where, where are we right now? In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. Oh, really? The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that's where, of course, the George W. Bush epitaph. But again, he said that, hey, in Russia, the elections are rigged. And that political opponents get arrested and can't be participating in the political process and that there's no checks and balances there. And just so you hear that again, I mean, are we any better here in the United States of America after the arrest of Peter Navarro and go down the list? In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia. That's where we are here, folks. We are third world here. And I am sitting around marveling. You're not seeing a very many Republicans all distraught about the Peter Navarro scenario. Once again, the rhino Republican establishment uh, won't lift a finger for the folks that are as much of a threat to them as they are to the leftist hold 
on our American political system. Again, this is an absolute, absolute outrage, folks. And again, Peter Navarro, good friend of this program, a wonderful human being and a guy who has the answers for how to save this country and how to get ahead of China. That's the guy, and that's the guy they arrest. Absolute outrage, folks. Now, I'm going to be going in order here on the phones, and we might be drifting topics a bit, but let's say hello to Brian in Arvada. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Matt Dunn. Yes, hey, I sir. I want to start off on a lighter note before I get to my point. Um, I've been watching this Jubilee, the Queen of Elizabeth yeah. from the royal family. Yeah. What exactly is their job? They don't make laws. Is their job just to hang out and be rich, or what, what's going on over that's, there? That's that? kind of their job. And lately, you know, Prince Charles promotes the uh, World Economic Forum and the Build Back Better stuff. And I think they're kind of all about, you know, wanting you to live in a pod and eat bugs and the synthetic meat thing. They're kind of right in there. I've got a, some clips on that coming up. So I, Yeah, I, I, don't, I just I, don't understand why... So many people are fascinated with that. I, I don't know what their job is. I don't think they make laws. I don't think they do anything but hang out and be rich, and everybody admires them. That'd be a nice job for me to have, actually. I, I could see you just really relishing that kind of a role, Brian. I I think you'd, you'd thrive in that sort of position, don't you think? Yeah, it'd be kind of <laughs> nice, you know. Just uh, don't really have to do anything. I just got to try to live as long as I can and be super wealthy. That'd be cool as I'll, I'll get out. But, but Brian, uh, uh, I don't see you being the kind of guy that sits around obsessing over, like, royal trivia and, like, really interested in, you know, the, the princes and the princesses and their, their marital woes and things like that, well, you know. If, it's just even probably Fox not your bag. running it. Yeah, Fox News is running. I'm going, guys, our borders are wide open. Our country's falling apart. I'm I'm hitting 460 a gallon here in Denver. Yep. And we got some rich people that I'm supposed to follow during the day. Let's get back to the real news, you know? Yeah, totally. Hey, but I we're down to 20 seconds. Can you get a bullet point in before we hit this wall, this unforgiving wall? Well, the Republicans tried to introduce an amendment uh, during that gun control thing that would uh, secure schools, and every Democrat voted against it. That should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Tells you uh, something. Yep, Brian, thank you. More on this to follow. Welcome back with Echo and the Bunny Men. And yes, Kelly Michaels is in the house this evening. Javier, the boom, boom, taking another Sunday off. He'll be back next Sunday, but honored to have... To have the great Kelly, and he was like, I think I hear an echo. I think I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, it's Echo and the Bunny Men, whom I love to play them on Easter, you know, because they're the Bunny Men, right? At any rate, yeah, the best music in town. And yeah, we are waiting for that day where they go in the podcast. And one of these days, we'll, we'll be getting that. We'll be getting that back. But a little bit of outrage on our end right now with the uh, the arrest of Peter Navarro, one of the great ones, and they, they want the symbolism. And I tell you, I have never seen a more bloodthirsty bunch of people in the Beltway. Man, they want that symbol of someone like Peter Navarro in, in essentially leg irons. They really, really want that. And it tells you what we're up against. Can you imagine the outrage if some, uh, like if that Eric Holder were suddenly retroactively arrested and put in chains? Can you imagine what the Democrats would have done over that? The outrage, the fury. Oh, can you even? But it's Navarro, right? And so are you hearing enough about this? Are you seeing enough about this? 
Or do you have to tune into Backbone Radio to get this kind of information? And it tells you what kind of a lopsided political scenario, what kind of a lopsided equation we are dealing with. And again, where I just do offer my criticisms of the Republican establishment, and they just, they can never seem to rise to the occasion. They seem to be mighty silent uh, when it counts. You have to listen and observe, listen to and observe the silences, the key moments of silence for the Republican Party. Where are they? Where are you people? Where is the outrage? I want to see more of it. I know I personally am feeling it to the brim over this kind of thing. And we've got Joe, Joe in Arvada. Let's let's have uh, thoughts from Joe on this very topic. Welcome to the program, Joe. Hi, Matt. I was at the Western Conservative Summit. It was awesome. Uh, I was totally. really encouraged. I, I really called about uh, about the Peter Navarro thing, but I just wanted to mention I was really encouraged by Ron Hanks. What a great choice. I don't care what was previously said, and they, they tried to, uh, to, to dress him up as a, uh, I don't know, warmonger or something. I, I'm not even sure what the, uh, what the spiel was by the left, but Ron Hanks is a great, great choice. He is. He's gonna. He's going to be a representative of the Senate of the common man, and also a a fighter for our country. He's he's 32 years in the military. He's been in the. He was in yes. the Iraq War. You know, I, uh, I I my policy is I always stay out of primaries. I never endorse in primaries. I made one exception. That was when I endorsed Trump in the Republican primary back in 2015 to 2016. And so I stay out of it. Um, but I will say this, that Ron Hanks, I heard him speaking with George Brockler, um, I believe that was Friday morning on right here, 710K in U.S. And I thought, I really uh, enjoyed listening to Ron Hanks. I thought he was extremely articulate, extremely persuasive, very impressive guy. And I will say another thing that's very impressive about Ron Hanks, back when Arizona was looking into their um, election irregularities, and they were trying to get to the bottom of a few things. Um, and, oh, what's the name of the county in Arizona? Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, exactly, Yuma. Maricopa County. Maricopa. Ron, Ron Hanks went yeah. down there. He, he, he went down there to um, get a little info and look things Cyber over symposium. and see what they were doing. And I, I, you know, I thought, that's kind of a, taking the initiative. It's kind of impressive. Of Ron, I didn't hear of many other folks doing that from Colorado. But Ron Hanks went down there and and did that. So to me, that that at least you know, gets a lot of some points in my book with that guy. Oh, to the uh, to the audit, the Arizona audit. Yes, yes. yeah. Um, it was and and who everybody on the left complained about it. Did they show up? No. Uh, you know. Yep. But but uh, so aside from that, I took away some real. Uh, good vibes that we we have uh, a bunch of fighters in the Western Conservative Summit, obviously. Yeah, and I think that there there is going to be uh, the common man rising up to kick these you know uh, communists out. Um, but but on the on the issue of uh, Peter Navarro, you know, yeah. think about this. Uh, even though. Even though you're right, our squishy congressman in the Republican Party won't do anything, and we know the Senate is a mess of of squishes. Most unfortunate. They won't do anything. Yes. But but think about this: it, when Donald Trump 
gets back in office, he is going to do something. Preserve your documents because there's going to be some retribution. I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Nunes is lined up for attorney general. Uh, You know, think about. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? It's no joke. Uh, Well, I think that this time Donald Trump learned a lot of things. For one, uh, he he learned from uh, Bill Barr what not to do, the person not to. And then the one before that, the senator, what was his name? Uh, Jeff Sessions from Alabama. Yes, Jeff Sessions. Yeah, who was in way over his head. And they, they, they rolled him over on that Russia hoax from day one, and he should have resigned then, but he held on. And they allowed that Russian hoax, which has, again, more than been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to have been a hoax by the Durham investigation and with Sussman and with Kleinsmith, and we've got more forthcoming. But, uh, you know, see, the Senate is the lock. Trump couldn't appoint people into a position like AG without getting Senate confirmation, and they would let an establishment hack like Barr get in there, and that that's just how that rolls. But... I you know I have to read something. Roger Kimball has this essay in the American Greatness that addressed exactly what you are saying right now, and it's such a spot-on quote. If you don't mind, I might just read this. And again, this is the Roger oh, Kimball thanks. essay called "Dismantle the DC Company Town." And Roger Kimball, by the way, has been uh, the editor of the New Criterion. He's one of the foremost conservative intellectuals in this country. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. Yes, I've interviewed him on Backbone Radio a couple times over the years. Anyway, he said this, quote, Donald Trump made a few half-hearted stabs at dismantling the lumbering machine that is the Washington establishment, but that seems like a long time ago, and besides, the swamp closed almost instantly to reassert its prerogatives. In Trump's next term, however... He should make the destruction of the Washington machine one of his highest priorities. It won't be easy. To be frank, I am not sure, absent some world-shaking calamity, it is even possible. But it is nevertheless necessary if anything resembling the republic as envisioned by the founders is to be salvaged. End quote. That's Roger Kimball, and I think you and Roger are thinking along the same lines, Joe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, one of the things Donald Trump has to do, I mean, ASAP, is get in there and declassify all of these FBI, CIA, all of these emails back and forth from government agencies like the State Department, the the FBI, and get them, you know, declassify them and forget you know this uh let's let's have uh, all these agencies look at it and black them out and everything forget that submit them to the american public especially these ones that are 10 years old that needs to come out you know what all these all these people are guilty and their and their emails prove it but nobody can see them and, yeah. and that's the that's part of the problem that's the swamp still had the authority and the power to redact all the key information uh, to prevent it from going public but i'll tell you what uh, you know you start thinking you know who knows who's going to be the republican nominee in 2024 and it's so far down the road we can't even really speculate on it but you will say trump has proven that he can stand up to the swamp machine and any Republican who runs is going to be converted into the devil. And you, so you need somebody who's going to be strong enough to stand up to it. And you need somebody who's had the learning curve of knowing who the swamp is and how they really operate and what kind of a Stasi police they run. For example, what just happened with Peter Navarro. Isn't that an outrage, Joe? We got to go, but uh, doesn't that spin your head around? 
At any rate, we'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.